You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. In the last episode, Eric Huberman shares how his company got ranked by Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest growing companies in America. Welcome, everyone. And today we have another amazing guest. His name is John Brody, and he's the CEO and co-founder of Ladder, a growth solutions company that combines machine learning and a recommendation engine to execute ROI strategies for businesses. You know, John is a serial entrepreneur and a former professional poker player, which I definitely got to dig into. He already has two exits under his belt, and John is focused on building the world's largest data set for performance marketing to remove the guesswork from growth and make ROI-driven strategy accessible to everyone. Welcome to the show, John. Yep. Thank you, Dennis. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we hear uh, this term all the time, right? Growth hacking. And so if you could do me a favor and create a little bit of relevance to that and what you guys are doing, can you explain to me what growth hacking means to you? Yeah, it's a great question to lead with as well. It's obviously a really hot you know, keyword. And actually right now for Ladder's own demand generation, when it comes to PPC, we get the lion's share of our traffic off people searching for growth hacking. Now, the interesting thing about it though is our definition of growth hacking is much different than the way the average person probably thinks about you know, hacking their way to growth. So way back when originally, growth hacking was all about finding innovative technology-driven solutions to supercharge a stagnant funnel. So the classic paradigm for that is Airbnb. Very stagnant user acquisition growth. They couldn't find any way to get paid acquisition to work. Then suddenly an engineer creates this referral program, builds into the product, and their acquisition takes off. And that was when kind of growth hacking was, was almost born, right? And kind of got mainstream. Now today, the way most people think about growth hacking is that there's a magic bullet that you're going to do one thing and suddenly it's just going to work beautifully. And usually people think of that one thing very ephemerally. It's this like, you know, almost magical concept of the growth hack that, you know, you do something really wild and crazy and suddenly everything takes off and starts working. For us, though, growth hacking really just means you have an open creative mind to finding different marketing tactics that you try out and that, you know, you test and learn from. So for us, growth hacking just means you're going to be really creative. You're not going to have any biases. And you're going to look at the entire array of possible choices and test things out really aggressively and see what works. So for us, growth hacking actually is more about embracing a process to growth where you try out the maximum number of things possible that make sense versus just trying to find a magic bullet, which is how most people usually think about growth hacking. Yeah, exactly. They have a tendency to look at it as very tactical, not as strategic, correct? Yeah, exactly. It's not strategic. It's not process driven. For us, we try to flip it on its head and say, yeah, growth hacking is great. You know, what you really probably want, though, is creativity. You want innovation. But creativity and innovation really are meaningless if you don't have a proper strategy in place that aligns the things you're trying to an actual business goal that's actually going to get you measurable you know, performance and increase in ROI. 
Yeah, that makes total sense. So take a minute and tell us, tell my audience, you know, what you guys are up to over there at Ladder.io. Yeah, absolutely. So at Ladder, we really help business owners and marketers solve the fundamental question that keeps us all up at night, which is, what do I actually do next? Because when you try something to grow your business, you're spending a tremendous amount of resource on it. You know, there's the actual money when it comes to your marketing budget, but there's also your time, right? And your team's time. And that's the most valuable thing possible. And when you try things out, you know, and you try a new tactic, you try a new marketing strategy, whether you're spending days on or weeks or even months, uh, it's a massive investment when you think about the opportunity cost. So with Ladder, what we try to do is basically remove the guesswork and let you be more predictive in trying the things that are most likely to work. The way we do that is by having a more complete data set that helps you and helps our internal team and our agency make better choices. So right now, traditionally, the way a marketer or business owner makes a choice is you do it based off your gut feel. You know, you read some interesting blog post, something worked for somebody else, and now suddenly, you know, you're going to try it out. The problem with that is there's really no context on, you know, what you're trying. And you're really just going off of like very loose, flimsy kind of third party references, you know, or even a professional marketer who has 10 years experience. You know, those marketers have only tried a really small number of things, right? You're still limited by your own personal biases. And so with us, we have a massive data set of you know, thousands of growth tactics that we've tried from our massive data set that we've been collecting over the past few years. And it basically aggregates all this knowledge, all this data, and it helps prioritize out of all the things you could do, what's most likely to work. And now going back to that growth hacking question, the key thing there is process. You know, from us at Ladder, it's great to have cool ideas that are going to work, but how do you actually execute them? And the way we do that is by testing lots of things each and every month. You know, we test and learn. We work in monthly cycles. We generate new data and we double down on the winning tactics when we see the results come back in. Very cool. Okay. So you kind of like have this attitude of almost being like the crash test dummies for growth hacking, and then you bring the best, and then you spend more time and energy in building those processes out, and then you introduce them to your clients. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. It's kind of like the axiom of like, you know, move really fast, occasionally break things, where breaking things to us just means not being afraid of trying something, even if it might not work. The key thing, though, is being more predictive in what you try in the first place. That reduces your failure rates, um, and it lets you just collect more valuable data to double down on. Okay, great. So how does Ladder make money? How do you guys make money? What exactly, what are you providing and how does that work for clients? Sure. So for us, we're basically a turnkey agency that allows a business to treat their growth more like a science and actually have a growth team that each and every month can immediately start building strategy that aligns to a business goal and then doing the full service execution and reporting. So at Ladder, we have our own design team, copywriting team, data science, engineering team, strategist team. And essentially, we bring all that together to help a company build marketing plans and then execute them for you each and every month. And we charge a set monthly subscription fee. So it's like a retainer or is it a subscription per number of employees or campaigns? How does that work? Yeah, it's just a flat fixed retainer fee. And that way, it's really based upon value delivered. It's much different than the typical agency model where it's based off a percentage of spend. The reason we went against that was we're really trying to solve strategy for companies when you build a pricing model based off a percentage of spend, you're naturally incentivized to want to do actions that spend more money. Or with us, our only bias is what's most likely going to work for you? What are the actual tactics as part of your monthly marketing plan most likely to work? And with that lack of bias, or the really the only bias being what do we actually think will generate more ROI, the tactics that we often build as part of a strategy 
don't require any ad spend. And they're either organic, unpaid traffic acquisition tests, or they're things like you know email and CRM or on-site conversion rate, which require no ad spend whatsoever. Great. Yeah, we're going to definitely dig into those for sure a little bit later. So I read an article somewhere back in probably mid-2017 or early 2017 that said you guys were doing over 200000 a month in recurring monthly revenue. So now that we're into early 2018, how are you guys doing now? What are you, where are you guys at now, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. Yeah, right now we're around 280000 And then we expect to be you know, over 300000 within this first quarter of 2018. Great. How did you, what did you guys wrap up 2017 with? We wrapped up 2017 right at 265. Great. Awesome. Okay. So have you guys raised any money to this point? Are you bootstrapped? Did you guys go out and do a angel round? Where are you guys at in money? Yeah. So we've been bootstrapped to date. Uh, We actually just closed our first real angel round though, uh, about $400,000. But to date, we've actually been almost entirely boot raised. Now over our past, you know, two and a half years of activity as a company, We'd only raised less than $100,000 total um, in our lifetime, you know, about a year ago. And then we just raised another $400,000 just this past month. You plan to continue further raises in the future? Yeah, I mean, for us, we always just look at it based upon, you know, is there opportunity to double down right now on a winning formula? And if the answer is yes, and if having more resource or or capital to throw at that right now makes sense, you know, we'll, we'll always explore it and be opportunistic. From us, though, like, you know, raising capital is never a goal. It's just like a tool, right? And if that tool makes sense at a given time, you know, you just try to leverage it and tap into it. Gotcha. For us though, I'd say most likely, probably yes, just because we keep investing more in technology and we see the returns that investing in technology is giving our team, giving the companies to work with. So, you know, probably, but we take a more of a, you know, opportunistic view of it versus trying to just like shoehorn it in. Got it. Yeah, perfect. All right. So now we're going to dive a little bit into a little bit more tactical and a little bit of strategy that you guys have used maybe past and present. So it's kind of a two-part question. Part one is, can you share some a growth strategy or hack for a better term that you guys used to help you really get traction when you first launched? Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So what we did, and I always recommend this, is do things that are scalable and non-scalable in tandem. And by that, I mean, do things that serve your short-term interests, but also do stuff where, you know, next quarter, you could still be reaping the rewards and doubling down on those winning formulas via, you know, a scalable tactic. So for Ladder, the way we did that was we ended up building a playbook of tactics that we had executed and launched. And we ended up launching it on Product Hunt. When we did that, you know, it's a a one-time thing, basically. But we launched on Product Hunt. We then ended up getting picked up on the Y Combinator forums and a few other pretty big forums as well. And we ended up getting you know, several thousand signups to our website within 24 hours, which was an amazing response. And for a young company to get that exposure and get that big hit, it was a really nice win. You know, based from that happening, we ended up getting you know, our first couple of thousand of blog subscribers, and it gave us a really good foundation. Now, the way we, we thought about that was, you know, one, what's something interesting that we can build based off of our current assets. So I think as a young company, you know, always look at what you already have, like what already, you know, makes you money. And for us, that was our services, which at the time was we launched lots of tactics. To launch lots of tactics, we ended up collecting tons of data and we had a really interesting de facto playbook of things we tried. Um, so that the question from that then was, well, what can we build off of that without having to build something, you know, new from scratch? And to do that, we ended up building 
a playbook. And it was essentially a public-facing website that took everything we were already doing, but allowed a, you know, somebody that's on the web to access it and find interesting tactics based off of the type of business you know, that they were and the types of growth challenges that they were trying to solve you know, through marketing. Awesome. And that's we ended a, up launching it. Yeah, that's a great idea. And so it got you some initial buzz, got you some subscribers, started some dialogues. You gathered some data on who, who those people were, and then you built upon that, right? Yep, exactly. Awesome. So share with me the same sort of thing, but what's working now? Like in the last six months, what are you guys doubling down on now that's really helping you grow as an organization? Because I'm sure you're taking some of that to your clients as well, but what are you doubling down on now? Yeah, good question. So one is we still double down on content. You know, we generate new content constantly from that content. We end up getting more traffic to our blog website. From that, we end up getting more subscribers to our newsletter. And kind of from all of that, we end up acquiring, you know, lots of new qualified leads each and every month. So that's something that we continuously double down on by generating more content, investing more heavily in our content strategy. You know, beyond that, we also do a good amount of PPC as well. So, you know, AdWords, Bing, Quora, LinkedIn, even Facebook, when it comes to paid social, you know, we've validated that, you know, there are certain keywords that, you know, get us those qualified leads at the price that makes sense for us. And so we continuously double down when it comes to PPC. My one piece of advice there is in the very beginning, you know, we did AdWords and we had a couple of keywords that working really well for us. This is about a year and a half ago. If we had just rested on our laurels and doubled down on those keywords, you know, we would have hit a limit of scalability, you know, probably about a, a year ago, right? Or six months ago. But what we did is double down the strategy, which is different than doubling down the tactic. Doubling down the strategy meant investing and testing new channels, new keywords in those channels, new audiences. And over time, we failed a lot. We also ended up finding like the big wins of, you know, tomorrow that we're still investing in today profitably. Gotcha. Can you unpack that for me a little bit? Can you take, for example, a campaign that you might have run whether it be on Google or one of these other channels. And can you kind of break that down, you know, at least give us the framework of how that looked? Yeah, absolutely. So we found that we had a lot of good customers who were B2B businesses. So based on that, we started doing some keyword research uh, within Google to find, you know, B2B marketing strategy, B2B growth strategy. You know, those were simple keywords that we tested out and we ran ads to. And then we started generating qualified leads based off of that. What we did, though, from that was say, okay, we now know that targeting B2B keywords on Google is profitable. So one, we could try to spend more money on it, which you should always do, and which we did. But we then said, well, where else can we find people that had that similar level of intent? I'm looking for you know, B2B growth strategy. You know, that then led us to try the channel of Quora, which you know, also had you know, search terms around B2B and B2B growth strategy which is working quite well for us today. And we also ended up finding even on Facebook, you know, different keywords in search intent for people who owned B2B companies and had interests in tools and marketing strategies and marketing authors around the B2B market. So that's kind of an example of how we took something that was working as a tactic, which was B2B strategies in Google. And then we doubled down on the strategy itself though, by trying these new channels out. So what type of content did you guys use was it very content driven where you were doing a keyword that would drive them to an article that you had published or would it be some sort of a, a download or a free giveaway? Can you share with us a little bit more about the actual type of content that you might use with one of those uh, PPC ads? 
Yeah, definitely. So for us, we actually took, in the end, a very direct approach where we simply said what we do is ladder and the value we provide. And we basically said, hey, you know, we help companies figure out which marketing tactics are most likely to work. And then we execute it for you and you make more money based off of that. Um, that was our basic proposition you know, around removing guesswork and basically being a turnkey solution to test lots of cool creative tactics and then double down the winners. And the summation of that is you, you get more money. Now, I think that worked well for us because we took a message that we knew would resonate based off of testing it. So, you know, I think people oftentimes test like a direct direct messaging like that, where it's, you know, not content driven, you're not giving something away for free necessarily. It doesn't work. And then they never try it again. I think the fallacy there, though, is you need to test within that, you know, what you think the right way of communicating and what you do through creative you know, or copy probably isn't actually what your customers are going to respond best to. And the only way of figuring that out is by just like testing it via messaging and creative. We did tons of that. You know, we tested probably 25 variations of saying, you know, what does Ladder do? Testing different creatives until we settled on what works. That said, we still do plenty of, you know, content offers as well, where it's basically saying, hey, you know, here's a really cool piece of content, you know, to read. So we, we do a combination, but direct works really well for us. And I think to a growing company, it's important to invest in that because figuring out your messaging pays big dividends, you know, how you communicate. And because it's direct messaging, your whole attribution becomes simpler versus, you know, throwing content at it and getting a newsletter subscriber and then having to figure out how many subscribers end up becoming actual, you know, users and how many of those users become customers. So it has a couple of different interesting benefits that we found. Perfect. Yeah, that really adds some context to it. I think that really will help the audience a lot. So now I want to kind of take a step back here because a lot of the people, we talked about some specific tactics that you guys have used to grow. My audience is a lot of business owners and sales and marketing executives. So if you could help us, just give us a few tips that they could use, that they could start doing today to start hacking their own growth. Give us a couple of steps or tips that you would suggest on how to get started. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. So the most important thing is pick the one metric that you really care about. That in the end is what your whole strategy you know, will end up aligning to. And so that means, you know, do you want more demo requests? Do you want more sales calls? You know, do you want more people, you know, going through your checkout flow? It's important to articulate what that metric is because that is how you should always communicate your marketing strategy and the tactics that you pick. Meaning if you say from the very start, I want more demo requests, every single time you evaluate your marketing plan, you should always be including that same language in it. Meaning, you know, we're doing these tactics to get more demo requests. What people oftentimes have happened is you get two heads down. You start picking lots of strategies and tactics and you get really heads down, building them out. And you lose sight, though, of the whole point of trying these things, which is to get you, get you more demo requests. Um, so one is make sure you pick your goal and make sure you always consistently communicate that goal, you know, internally and externally when you talk about the growth plans and strategies that you're going to end up executing. That'll help keep things in line. The second part to that is if you want more demo requests. Well, that helps align the tactics that you're going to pick. You know, if you want more demo requests, it means you need to do two things. You need to get more traffic and then convert more traffic on a landing page. Again, this is, it sounds really simple, but, you know, it's shocking how few business owners and marketers actually pick tactics that align to the business goal they want. You know, consistently repeating it in, as part of your growth hack strategy is really important. So, you know, if you decide on your one true north goal, which is, let's say, get more demo requests. You then 
you know, force yourself to now say, okay, well, we need more traffic and we then need more conversions on a landing page. That then starts telling you what tactics you should pick because you need to pick tactics that one, get you traffic, and then two, convert on a landing page. So based off of that, you already know that the tactics you pick are going to be ones that, you know, get you more traffic within a budget that you have and then involve landing page testing. So already you actually have a strategy framework now that's kind of built for success and it's not going to get you stuff you don't actually need. You know, meaning we've seen companies need more demo requests, but they end up investing, you know, really heavily in, let's say, you know, getting more traffic to their blog, which is a good long-term strategy. But as a company, you know, always make sure that you know exactly what you're trying to get and not just testing things out that will get you results, but not the results you actually want. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, great. That's perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for. So, you know, the technology and marketing alongside of it are evolving very, very quickly. You know, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. And if you saw the landscape from when I first started back in the early 90s to where it is today, you know, it's shocking. So what do you think of the future of growth hacking? I mean, what does the future hold for growth agencies, growth hacking, those types of things as it relates to the average business owner? Yeah. I mean, there's a massive disruption that's already occurring. And the reason for that is there's more and more choice being introduced every single day. There's new ad platforms, you know, coming out of nowhere. Snapchat now, Quora is relatively new. Within all these different ad platforms, you know, there's hundreds of new options like, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google, you know, their number one incentive is by giving you more choice to constantly give you more of a potential edge that you can tap into. So because of that, there's more and more choice being introduced. That said, the failure rates on what people actually do try out is getting higher and higher. So when you look at studies done by like Harvard Business Review or, you know, VWO, which is a big A-B testing software company that released their internal data, even professional marketers fail about 90% of the time when they try things out. And that's if you're actually measuring your success, which most people don't even do. Those failure rates are really high and they're only getting higher because more choice is being introduced, but there's no system and process that's helping you prioritize what to actually try out. So I think the big you know, revolution that's coming, and this is one that Ladder is trying to be an advocate for, is you really do truly need a system and a process to help you decide upon what's going to work. And that's much different than just trying to do things that sound flashy and spending lots of time and resource on them and hoping they work. You know, as choice continues to grow, the need for a system to prioritize more effectively and test things out consistently month over month becomes stronger and stronger. Excellent. No, that's great. So you're basically trying to put together a framework that'll help business owners to be, have, utilize these growth strategies to be more predictable, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. And yeah. it's the reason why even now, you know, the success rates at Ladder when we tried new marketing tactics are about 4% greater than industry average. And the sole reason for that is we have a more complete data set that helps us prioritize more effectively. And because we test things out, you know, 10, 20 new tactics every single month for a given company, we're getting more and more data every single month to leverage in, you know, following months. And that makes sure that you don't, you know, get stagnant because it's great to find that one hack that works for you today, but you have to answer the question, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next month? You know, your business isn't going to have a win and grow, you know, 20% month over month if you're not able to consistently find new things that work. You know, everything runs dry. Things get stagnant and stale. You know, how are you going to continuously innovate, not just find, you know, one hack that works? Yeah, you probably picked that up during your poker days, right? So you're trying to 
put the odds in your favor. Now you're trying to put the odds in your customer's favor, right? Yeah, that's precisely it. And that should give you an unfair advantage over your competitors. Because at the end of the day, your competitors want the same thing as you. They want those same customers. And you know, the question is, who can find those people more efficiently and communicate to them more effectively and get them first? Perfect. So other than Ladder.io, what's your favorite growth tool or software these days? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Snipply, which basically lets you leverage third-party content and social proofing to get more traffic. So basically what Snipply does is it lets you, let's say, run an ad that promotes an article that was on Forbes talking about your company. Now, what that lets you do is it lets you, one, sound very authentic, right? And it also gives you a ton of social proof because you're not, you know, talking about, you know, your company to the public. You're basically saying, hey, you know, Forbes wrote this, you know, amazing thing about this new product, which is you. That gets you cheaper clicks and it gets you, you know, a lot more awareness, right, when you do market it. Now, without Snipply, what would happen is people would click that, you know, that article that you link to. They would go to Forbes and then they'd stay on Forbes. You know, there would be no direct feedback loop to get them back to your actual website, which is what you want. What Snippet lets you do is when somebody clicks that ad and they go to the Forbes website, a Snipply link basically follows them. And then on Forbes itself, there's a small little pop-up that allows that traffic to engage it and click and go directly back to your you know, primary acquisition funnel. So it allows you to connect the power and authenticity of third-party content and PR and trace it directly back to your primary goal, which is direct acquisition. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm definitely going to check that out. Well, listen, John, that pretty much wraps it up for today. How about you share one piece of parting guidance and then let everyone know how they can connect with you and learn a little bit more about Ladder.io? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say the biggest thing is limit distraction. At the end of the day, growth needs to be made more simple. And the simpler you make things, the stronger your strategy will be and the better chance of success you're actually going to have. If things don't sound simple when you, you know, do a 30-second elevator pitch to your marketing plan, it's probably not right. Everything should be simple. And the best way to keep it simple is avoid distractions. Start with the true north goal that you have in mind. What's your actual commercial goal? And then if, it, if it's not a clean correlation between that goal and the things you're trying out, start back at square one. You know, with Ladder as well, you know, right now, we try to empower, you know, founders and business owners and other marketers to help do that more effectively. And basically just remove more guesswork from the whole decision-making process and then give people more of an unfair advantage. You know, so right now we, we put out lots of great transparent content. We don't gate it. You know, we don't ask for anything in return for it. It's on our blog.ladder.io. So definitely encourage people to check that out. We build content a lot of time based on what other companies and business owners want more of. So happy to, you know, always have people um, engage that. I mean, anybody who wants a free growth chat, we also offer those on our website. So happy to you know, talk more if anybody's keen on learning more about Ladder and how we can help. Perfect. Well, listen, thank you so much for being part of the show and trying to demystify this whole growth hacking trend. And uh, I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Thanks, John. Awesome, Dennis. Talk soon. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.